Oh, yes! It's the Donna Sugar Show! Oh, yes! It's, it's everything. It's everything. It's high heel shoes. It's makeup. It's wigs. It's, it's video games. It's movies. It's, it's Dungeons and Dragons and World of Warcraft. It's, it's about me. The podcast is about me. You should know this. You downloaded the Donna Sugar Show. Yes. Oh, God. This voice. I, I sound like the author. Yes. Oh, I need a nap. Well, hello, darlings. This is Donna Sugars. Yes. Welcome to the Donna Sugars Show. Oh, yes, girls. Okay. So much happening. Uh, <laughs> how to go into it. So I'm going to try and make this short and sweet. So this podcast is super late. And I don't want this to become a trend. Um, I will tell you that I have a lot on my plate right now. Uh, I'm dealing with a lot of stress, um, a lot of anxiety, and I find myself... Finding the energy to do the show uh, is difficult um, when I just I have so many things I'm thinking about at the same time. So um, this impromptu kind of last minute project came up for for the community theater that I'm part of, which uh, which we're, we still don't have a firm title yet. But I've kind of been leaning towards theater in the mist campfire tales. Um, and it is a impromptu show of, of spooky and scary stories uh, for the Halloween season. And so we put it out there to people, to podcasters, to to people in the theater, to people uh, part of our board, family, friends, anyone who wanted to be inter- uh, involved to find these stories. Well, we had a lot of people that said, well, yeah, I'll record whatever you want. Just give me a story. It's like, oh, OK, <laughs> we kind of hope that you would help us find your own story. Um, which is fine. Uh, so I've spent the last couple of weeks looking for stories for people. And I will tell you guys, I'm a wuss. I am a huge wuss. So some of these have been so disturbing. Um, I will say that I have not had a really good night's sleep because I've been having terrible nightmares about ghosts and murderers and severed body parts. Oh, God. It's just all the stuff that just twists me. <laughs> Um, and, uh, it's been a stressful week because I'm pretty much going to be doing all the editing for the show. So taking all the stories, putting them together into a production, but it's exciting. It's going to be coming out next week for Halloween. Um, I have a lot to do in the next week. Uh, so I'm <laughs> just trying to, I'm going to be balls to the wall. Try, try I don't understand that. Exp- balls to the wall. I wonder if there's, I wonder what that expression means. I don't know. I think I've always said it. Or I remember, oh, what was that one? Balls to the walls, boys. Oh, what was it? Oh, God, it's going to make me crazy. I'm not going to lie. I just paused the show to go Google it. I I know exactly where I remember it from. Balls to the walls, boys, from Down Periscope. Um, I think since that movie, I've used it a lot. I love that movie. That movie was so silly and stupid. Uh, So so, um, I have a lot to do. So I'm going to get out a podcast for you guys today. Today is Sunday. I'm going to post a show. I'm going to try and edit it as little as possible. So you're getting very much Donna Sugar's Raw, um, which, I mean, you can have it whenever you'd like. Uh, no one's interested. No. Uh, no. <laughs> God, gross. Uh, so we're going to get right into the week because I've had a couple of weird internet things come up this week that I really want to chat about. And I will say that this this project... Uh, this theater in the mist (laughs) campfire tales has really fucked up my YouTube search history. So let's get right into the internet. What's this? It's the internet. What's that? 
It's a big network and open forum that allows the expression of opinions where people have discussion with their different points of view. So, John, the internet has been very weird to me this week. <laughs> um, because of this whole project, um, a lot of dark things. So I will say, so I, I'm not going to start with YouTube. Let's finish with YouTube. But YouTube has taken me to a dark place. Um, damn you, YouTube. Now, I don't know if something's happened. I hope that I haven't been hacked. But my ads on you on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and all these places are jacked up because the stuff that it is showing me that it thinks that I want to buy is insane. Property in Los Angeles, like multi-million dollar property in Los Angeles. Now, I have never looked at buying property in Los Angeles. And if I did, um, I don't have multiple <laughs> multi-millions to spend on a, a small little house in West Hollywood. Would that be a delight? Yes, it would be a delight, but um, not realistic. <laughs> so I don't know why it thinks that I want that. Um, uh, this weird ad for this program in Russian to help you make money online. Like, but it was in Russian. Like, now, I've seen the ad in English, but for some reason I got a Russian version. So like, was I hacked? Um, I don't know. But the weirdest one for me when I saved it, I went and Googled it and saved it because it was so outside of me. Like me buying a beautiful mansion in Los Angeles. If I had the money, girl, yeah, heck yeah, let's do it. But Remy Martin Louis the Eighth Cognac, the Baccarat, Baccarat Crystal. Um, it was an ad, a video ad for this cognac. Co cognac? Is that is that how you say it? Thirty. $200 for a bottle of booze. I don't even drink cognac. I have no idea what it tastes like. It probably tastes like alcohol. I could not tell you anything about that. Has anyone had this? Are there, are there any rich listeners to my podcast that can tell me what a $3,200 cognac tastes like? Um, do you mix that with something else? Do you not even drink it with ice because ice will melt? Do you just do you put those hot those freezing stones in it like some snooty people do? I don't know. <laughs> so I saw that it made me crazy, um, and it's so weird. So I had to save it. I'm like, I have to share this with everyone. So the other thing um, is that on TikTok, I am following someone wonderful um, named Devin Rodriguez Art. Now I've taken I've gone to some weird places in TikTok. Now I and I'm not going to take you through the, my journey through TikTok. He's the first artist that that he doesn't like he doesn't come up in the gay side. Like I don't think he's gay. It's very random that I found him and I love him. Uh, so his name is Devin Rodriguez Art and he draws people on the New York City subway. He just sits there and people are sitting there with their masks on and he draws them. And it's brilliant and it's it's so good. He's an amazing artist, 24 years old, and is so talented. And by the time he finished this short little video, he has done a really amazing job capturing these people. It's Go check it out. It's totally worth it. Uh, so loving him a lot. I have not spent a lot of time on Twitter, and I will tell you why. <laughs> There's a reason. Um, my roommate has been here for a few days, and my Twitter has a lot of thirst traps. And some of those thirst traps 
don't like wearing clothes. So I never know. <laughs> I never know what is going to be on my Twitter. So I have simply stayed away from Twitter uh, just to spare him a, a giant dick. <laughs> just to like turn his head. And, oh, there's a giant dick on the screen. Uh, so, <laughs> oh God. The people posting pictures of like dripping donuts and saying my asshole, like I, God bless. Uh, I'm sorry. I just went to Twitter and it's the first thing I saw. Oh God, Daniel Newman, that man. Um, so <laughs> I've been spending a lot of time there. Now, YouTube, very quickly. It's gone crazy. So this horror story thing has fucked my YouTube up. I don't know how long it takes for YouTube to get its shit together and go back. Because right now I'm seeing uh, previews for horror movies that, and I don't watch horror movies, previews for horror games, like people who play horror games, that one where you get to play the murderer and you have to kill everyone. No, no, thank you. No interest in that. Um, a lot of like haunted house sounds creepy music um now i will admit that i was looking for a karaoke version of come little children uh from hocus pocus and of course now there's like 15 hocus pocus videos showing up on my feed and they're like all super creepy like harpsichords and and um oh god harps i i forgot what the name of that string is i was literally making the hand gestures and i'm like you can't see it a harp uh so a lot of weird things it's on top of the normal things so it's on top of like the world of warcraft videos and, and the the john olivers and the anything with K trixie and katya adore them uh so all the normal things are there but then there's these scary things on top of it so i don't know when they'll go away I have no idea, but they, they're making me crazy. The one thing I do want to talk about, and I want everyone to take a moment, I loved the original version of The Witches. Angelica Houston, like, I, to be fair, when I was younger, it, the movie scared the crap out of me. As I got older, I was, like, in love with Angelica Houston. And I didn't understand why, because it wasn't sexual, because I wasn't really understanding it. I wanted to be her. I think Angelica Houston is so fierce. Um, even now, like, I think Angelica Houston's amazing. So I remember her in that. I remember her as Morticia Adams. I remember her from uh, Captain EO, the Michael Jackson video, 3D video ride at Disney. Oh, my God. And so um, Angelica Houston played the supreme leader, which is like this, uh, which is kind of the bad guy at first. And then, like, she becomes, like, good. Um, so you see her and she's very much, I swear, this is very precursor to the Borg because she looks like the Borg queen. Then she comes out in this rainbow, gorgeous hair, perfectly makeup done. I think that she is my first drag influence. The more I think about it, the more I think that Michael Jackson, Angelica Houston and Captain EO, that's what I dreamed that I wanted to be when I grow up. Fabulous like Michael Jackson, beautiful like Angelica Houston. I don't know. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's where it all started. <laughs> Thanks, Captain EO. Um, so I love, oh God, I love Angelica Houston. So uh, I'm happy for that. But the remake uh, trailer the first trailer was okay but the second trailer oh my god Anne hathaway <gasps> i was never a huge fan of Anne hathaway but oh my god this looks so good oh they're taking it it's gonna be so much darker it feels it feels like it's gonna be darker so i am looking forward to that i cannot wait for that to come out i am for sure gonna watch that so check it out the witches uh, with Anne Hathaway and Octavia Spencer. It's, oh, it's going to be so good. Uh, so that is it for the week. Let's get right into two minutes of news. Yes. You rock. <laughs> two minutes of news. Yes. 
Donald Trump proves that he has no faith in his son Don Jr. by saying that he wouldn't have a chance of winning the New York City mayor election happening in 2021, proving the old adage that a broken clock is right once in a lifetime. An Indian man who fasted for four days praying for Donald Trump's coronavirus recovery who worships him like a god has died of cardiac arrest. What would Trump be god of? Like what, McDonald's and spray tans? Nico Tortorella, the gender-fluid polyamorous thirst trap, has said that there is nothing more masculine than bottoming. Oh, I didn't realize how butch I am. Okay guys, update on the Thai resort story. So they're willing to drop the lawsuit against the jailed American guest if he apologizes for the terrible review, which he did and it was brilliant because he pretty much said that he's a big fat liar. A priest in New Orleans is busted for making a demonic BDSM bisexual threesome video on a church altar. Oh girl, I saw that. That was really good. It was UK naked man. It had Riley Tass where he gets gaming with all the guys with the devil. Oh, it had women in it. Oh, well, this is awkward. A chick adopted by lesbian penguins in Spain has been named Queen in honor of the rock band, but by the handlers, obviously not by the actual lesbian penguins themselves. Dexter is returning to Showtime for 10 episodes with original star Michael C. Hall to fix the terrible ending that left so many fans upset. There is a special place in hell for all the owners that are abandoning their lockdown puppies and taking them to shelters. Okay, you got that damn animal. You're going to take care of that animal for the rest of its life. What is wrong with you? A 21-year-old ring-tailed lemur has been stolen from the San Francisco Zoo. Who the hell is going to steal an old monkey? Okay, fine. A primate. Okay? Home improvement actor Zachary Ty Bryan arrested in Oregon and charged with strangulation and assault, which has left me with only one thing to think about. Is Jonathan Taylor Thomas okay? Because he was so adorable and I miss him. Oh, he was so cute. Dwayne The Rock Johnson sends a 101-year-old fan free tequila on her birthday with one premise. You have to sip it and don't do shots. What do you think she is, a pussy? She's going to take that tequila shot like every other one out of the navel of a beautiful man. And finally, a woman caught tumbling from a vehicle to steal a Biden yard sign faces a $2,500 fine and a year in jail. Two minutes of news. Yes. Okay, darlings, I don't know what happened. My mic gave a little bit of static there during two minutes of news. I know that I took my mic over to Kevin and, uh, Kevin, Corey and Cam's house. I tried to combine their names, make a new person. Uh, so, uh, so I will definitely make sure that I, I watch for that static. Maybe my mic needs to be replaced. I don't know. Uh, but let's go over the stories that are the most important. Uh, Nico Tortorella. Uh, oh, God, that he's just such a beautiful human being. And he likes sex. He He's very open about his sexuality and, and anal sex and he talked about how there's this stigma about the the booty hole being dirty and filthy and how it's got a lot of stigmas about it and how bottoming is not masculine he said and this is his quote you need to man the fuck up and get the job done there's nothing more masculine than bottoming and every bottom out there has said yes queen in agreement and have has done a shablam in your honor honey i would do a shablam myself but this building is not rated for that level of earthquake so when I first saw the story about these priests, the priest that was making the demonic BDSM bisexual video, I immediately thought of that video from UK British Naked Men um, called Get Thee Behind Me. Now, this was, it was a fantastic video. So Riley Tess plays the priest and these two young men who are both of age, don't worry, um, they pretty much have their way with him because he had like touched one of them and it was extremely good. And that was only one scene. And then there's the one scene where there's a bunch of men in devil masks. Oh, it was just, oh, it was a delight. So uh, check that out. Uh, <laughs> so I immediately thought of that. So then I realized, oh, no, this was this was real. This wasn't a porn scenario. Uh, so the New York, uh, the New York, the New Orleans Archdiocese issued a statement saying that the priest who was caught filming the, the threesome has been removed from the ministry and that the 
wooden altar that was desecrated has been destroyed. So <laughs> uh, I bet the video was hot. I mean, BDSM is not my thing, but uh, if it's yours, God bless. So uh, I want a special congratulations to Electra and Viola, the lesbian penguins who, who have raised their chick and their chick has hatched. So what happened? So most gay penguins don't reach that stage where they create a nest. But because this couple had created a nest, the the handlers believed that she that they would be able to raise a chick. So they gave them an egg that they started taking care of the egg until the egg hatched and the baby was born. So apparently that's not it does happen, uh, but it's not as common um, as as everyone makes it out to be. Um, so they've named it Queen after the band. Um, I, I guess it's it's. Because right now, um, Queen with Adam Lambert is actually touring the area. Uh, so it was almost fitting that it happened at that time. I will openly admit that I was never a fan of Dexter. I was a fan of Michael C. Hall because um, I found him really cute. And he had just done Six Feet Under and where he played gay. And I love that. Um, but I watched the first few episodes of Dexter and it was a little too dark for me. Um it was like it went to a dark place that I don't think I could mentally handle at the time. So I don't know the whole controversy about the ending of the series, but apparently it was bad. So they said that bringing back and doing these 10 episodes is a way of them fixing it. So I think that's kind of cool. Uh, maybe that could happen on Game of Thrones. So I'm going to save the one story for last. A 21-year-old ringtail lemur, his name was Makai, was stolen from San Francisco Zoo. He said... Uh, they've made a statement saying, yes, that I know that uh, this animal is very cute, but he needs he's an endangered species and he requires special care. And he asked for help in his return. Um, he's he's an old he's an old lemur. OK, he, he he probably has pills to take. He probably eats his meals very early in the day. Like John, even the picture of him, he's like judging you. There's there's definitely some old person judgment in that 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 face, the beautiful face. So, uh, <laughs> Zachary Ty Bryan, okay, he's an, he's one of those celebrities that you haven't seen in forever that suddenly come out and they're supporting, like, Trump. Um, but yeah, so he's been arrested, and honestly, the, as soon as I saw him, the first thing I thought was not like, oh god, who did he strangle, oh god, who did he assault? It was literally, is Jonathan Taylor Thomas still attractive? I wonder what he's doing now. Because I know that he totally took himself off the, the like, he wanted nothing to do. He kind of disappeared from acting. Um, and I just want to know, like, is he still adorable? Is he happy? Like, that's important. Uh, so <laughs> it's weird that that's where my priorities are. Um, it's it's very, very weird that that's my priority. Uh, the woman who stole the Biden-Harris sign. Um, it is a misdemeanor to steal off of another person's yard in Virginia. So uh, apparently after the video had been shared so many times, there was a follow-up from the woman who posted it, uh, who owned the home, saying that, don't worry, it's being handled. So um, I hope that this woman gets what she deserves. I'm sorry. I would not take a Trump sign down. I would just now know which house is supporting assholes. Which house is lived in by racists? Um, and I would know which house not to respect the people who live there, <laughs> unfortunately. But I wouldn't take the sign down because I'm not an asshole. So the last thing, and I'll be very quick about this, but this makes my blood boil. Um, there has been an uptick on people who... So there was an uptick in people who 
uh, adopted animals during the beginnings of the COVID isolation. And now that people are going back to work, those animals are being taken back to shelters and left there. Um, They're actually estimating that the dogs and animals being returned to shelters could be even worse than the economic crash of 2008, which saw a 25% increase in strays and abandoned animals that year. Um, So I'm sorry. You've taken this animal on. This is like deciding to have a kid and then after having the kid for a couple of months, abandoning the kid, which is your choice to do, but that says a lot about your character. This animal loves you. This animal has, you've taken into your home, you have become its moon and stars. You have become the most important thing in this animal's life and to abandon it because suddenly you've got, your life is back to normal and you don't need it anymore is disgusting. Is absolutely disgusting. So I'm sorry. (laughs) That makes my blood boil. So if you're one of the people who did it, don't ever let me find out because I'm sorry, I will have zero respect for you. I, just none, okay? If there's a viable reason for you to return an animal, if you get an animal and the animal doesn't interact well with your kids or with other animals, if if the animal is violent in any way, those are things I can understand. But just because, well, I'm not at home all the time anymore now that I'm going back to work, I don't, I can't take care of this animal, I'm just going to get rid of it. That's disgusting. And you're disgusting. So I'm sorry. God, I, I, I'm sorry. I don't usually get so hateful and angry, but that makes me so crazy. I just, it's just wrong. It's very, very wrong. Just to help myself feel better, I went and Googled Jonathan Taylor Thomas 2020. God, he's grown up really cute. Oh, he's so adorable. He's still so cute. Apparently, he's been doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes, like writing and directing and looking st- oh and he wears glasses now oh he's so cute oh he's so adorable i you you guys don't even remember i hope you all remember when these characters come out as gay when these when these actors come out as gay and you think that it's going to ruin everything and you just you're you are already drawn to them and now you kind of understand why like i was always drawn to Lance bass Lance Bass. I can say that word normally. Lance Bass. Um, and I was drawn to Jonathan Taylor Thomas. And I think I think it's just instinctually. I must have known. I think that maybe every gay person know. Did everyone know? Um, I was always in love with Billy the Blue Ranger, and he turned out to be gay. Like, are all like? Oh God, that means that Dean T- Kane is gay, and now he's a crazy right wing Republican. I don't know if it's true a hundred percent of the time, but maybe my gay powers are are uh, what, what's it called when it's under the brain? Um, uh, not subcutaneous. Uh, no, what's it called? Um, superficial, substandard. Oh God, it's you don't even think about it; you just do it. Oh God. Subconscious. I got it. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm not even editing this. You guys are going to be there for the full crazy. That's my brain. That's my brain right there. (laughs) I know the word. Uh, Subconscious. Uh, So, okay. (laughs) Let's move right into our main topic here and talk a little bit about World of Warcraft. She's probably playing WoW or something. Job's done. Me not that kind of orc. Okay, darlings, we have so much to get through, so I'm going to try and quickly go into this. First off, most importantly, Michael over on Twitter, who spawned the whole conversation last week about being a first-time player to WoW, has finally decided on a Torrin Priest for the Horde. Uh, congratulations, darlings. Uh, and um, he said that because he's Cherokee, he likes the fact that the Torrens very much have a Native American feel, which 
they have really leaned into into even more uh, with the recent changes to the appearances that you can have for the Torin. Um, the Torin, for those of you who who are trying to picture this, they're very much upright bovine. Um, they're a nomadic race of, I say cow people because it's the best way to describe them. Just honestly think of a big, thick, uh, furry body with hooves um, on the on the feet. The hands are normal hands, and then they have very much the head of a bovine. Think very much minotaur, because um, that's really kind. Of, that's that's kind of probably what it's based on. Um, very Native American inspired. Um, I think it's a great choice. I think that that's one of my favorite races when it comes to the lore. I am a terrible priest. I will admit I'm a terrible healer. So the fact that you want to be a healer for your first go, God bless. Good luck. Um, if you're going DPS, shadow is super fun. Um, so, but I, it's, it's not my cup of tea, but yeah, let me know. Send me a private message. What server you're on. I definitely, uh, love to, um, I'll start a character on any server. <laughs> so, uh, and if, even if you just want to chat, send me a private message and I'll send you my battle tag. Which, did I do that in the last episode? I think it might have. Uh, so let's get right into the main topic here. We're going to get into the Second War. The Second War in Azeroth. Now, admittedly, there have been many wars. <laughs> this is not the Second War overall. But this is the second major war that we see, which took place in the second game, Warcraft II Tides of Darkness. So this is... If you're looking about this chronologically, so everyone knows that World War One to World War Two in in on Earth and in, in our real world here uh, was roughly what a generation. It wasn't a huge gap of time between the first and second wars. I mean, we're talking about 21 years. So between World War One ending and World War Two beginning, 21 years. Not a huge time. When it comes to the second war, um, in the concept of the game, the the por dark portal opened. The first war happened. The second war is about to begin. That all happened in a five-year span. So this is a very short span. So uh, War Chief Orgrim Doomhammer is in charge of the Horde. What's left of the Alliance has fled to Lordaeron with Anduin Lothar leading them, trying to get help to from the other human races against the Horde threat. Now, Let's get right into it. So the war chief learned everything about human politics from prisoners, and he understood that Lordaeron was the capital city. It was the largest and most powerful of the capital cities, and the destruction of Lordaeron would cripple the humans in such a way that they would be able to wipe them out, giving them everything they need. But to do that, they were going to need more weapons, more uh, soldiers, more horde. So they had a few things that they didn't have the first time. So they had the Dragon Maw Clan. The Dragon Maw Clan had recently found an ancient artifact known as the Demon Soul. This is a disc of immense power that dated back to the War of the Ancients. And they didn't fully know what it would do, but they knew it had a lot of power in it. So they took it and they were going to try and unravel its secrets. Now, the other thing that they had is they had a group of Amani trolls that had recently made contact with them. They were delighted to learn that Stormwind was destroyed. And they said, we will help you if you will help us free our leader Zuljan. So now you have a whole group of trolls willing to help. Now, we all remember from the last time we talked, Gul'dan's a prick. <laughs> so I will always say Gul'dan's an asshole. Everyone remembers from our last conversation about the First War. He went into a magically induced coma when he tried to probe the mind of Medivh during the First War, and he learned about the tomb of Sargeras. 
Now, when he comes back, he finds that most of the Shadow Council has been destroyed, all except for Chogal, um, and his power is gone. So he's been able to kind of weasel his way in, stop himself from being murdered, which he really should have been, uh, but Doomhammer was desperate and he needed the help. So Chogal says... If you let me start another clan, get some people together, I will give you what you need in this next war. And almost immediately after being given this, this chance, being allowed to form the Storm Reavers clan, he immediately wanted to deliver on his promise. Except he wanted to make sure that these new warriors were completely loyal to him alone. So him and his lieutenant Chogal, the ogre, um, gathered up the spirits of the slain members of the Shadow Council and were going to put them back into the bodies it, it pretty much create put them back into dead bodies. Well, they couldn't do it with orc bodies because orc, uh, the horde, revere their dead. They would never allow it. But hey, there was plenty of human bodies just lying around. So they fused these souls back into human bodies, creating the Death Knights. Now, the first one came out. His name was Terengor, um, or uh, Terengor Fiend. He was going to be the first of a new type of soldier, the Death Knight. Now, they wield a necrotic, necromatic magic and not fell magic like most warlocks. And their appearance was gross. They were pretty much undead. They wore these big hoods and they rode skeletal horses. Think very much of the, the wraiths from Lord of the Rings. Now, other than that, um, Doomhammer was able to get some more ogres' help, but ultimately he knew that he was not going to be able to call upon any more reserves from on the other side of the Dark Portal. Most of those reserves, uh, most of the, the, the clans that were ready to go had come through in the first advance. So what orcs were still left on the other side of the Dark Portal were not organized, not ready for war, not ready to come across. So they knew that everything they were going to need, they were going to have to get on Azeroth, and they set their attentions on the Dwarven kingdom of Cosmodan. Now, Cosmodan is just north of Stormwind, up in the mountains. It is occupied by the Bronzebeard clan of dwarves and by the gnomes of Nomergon. So the full might of this horde got together and made their way towards Cosmodan. Now, the dwarves knew they were coming. Like there's, It's really hard to hide that. And they did everything they can to delay them. They used what uh, abilities they had. Demolition teams would skillfully collapse mountain passes and tunnels to try and delay the horde. But they knew that they would never fully be able to do that. So at a certain point, as you see the waves of their settlements being destroyed um, and people fleeing you have a great pullback. The, the dwarves and the gnomes flee to their prospective capitals of Nomergon and Ironforge. Ironforge is built directly into the mountain, and so is Nomergon um, with massive gates. So a full siege begins on both of these cities in Cosmodon. It is very quickly realized that a full siege to completely destroy these two races would take so much effort from the Horde, and it would take time that they don't have. So, a small token force was left in Cosmodon to sustain a siege against these two bunkered-down forces and keep them where they are. Now, while that happened, 
the best of the Horde's uh, smiths went quickly to work in the region, stripping it of researches, uh, resources. You've got plenty of ore, you've got plenty of stone, and you've got plenty of wood. Stripping it and oil that they would need for the war effort. Building new armaments and siege weapons, making them even closer to their goal. Now, on the other side, on the Alliance side, the Seven Nations, the Council of the Seven Nations gathers in Lordaeron capital city. This is King Terranus Menethil of Lordaeron, King Gen Greymane of Gilneas. That's a name that you might have heard. Um, Lord Admiral Daedalin Proudmoor of Colteris, King Aiden uh, Paranold of Alterac, um, Archmage uh, Antonidas of Dalaran, and uh, King Thoris Trollbane of Stromgard. So they all get together. Um, also representative was Sir Anduin uh, Lothar, representing the ruined kingdom of Stormwind. Okay, so they're getting together. They're trying to unite into a unified human force against the Horde. When refugees from Cosmodan show up bringing news of the conflict, it makes it all the more important that everything happens as soon as possible. We need to make a unified alliance to defend our people. Some of them were immediately supportive. Lord Admiral Proudmoore was immediately supportive due to his friendship with Lothar. Uh, King Trollbane, in his close relation with Lord Aron, also secured immediate support. Archmave Antonidas was, was in favor of the alliance. So you had all these major powers. You had two powers that weren't. And when the final unification came together, everyone was together except for King Greymane of Gilneas, because Gilneas said that they could stand by themselves, they didn't need the help of anyone else, and King Paranold of Alterac, who believed that this alliance would take power away from him and he would lose power in the region. So they decided to go it alone. So the newfound alliance begins to form, and they form with Lothar as their supreme commander. So this is not king of kings. This is you are the general of the alliance. So all of this happened. If they ever make a movie that truly represents this moment, Terelion, which was a priest of Lord Ron, stood in front of all of these kings. And next to him was the young Prince Varian of Stormwind at his side. And he gave this impassioned speech. Uh, meow, 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 meow. This is where the Oscar nod comes in. And then there was the slow clap kind of shit. You know, you guys know the moment I'm talking about. You guys are literally building in my head, pretty much bringing everyone together, except for the two that said, fuck this, we're leaving. Gilneas, Altrek, gone. So they quickly realized that their forces were not enough, that even though there are plenty of humans, they could gather together an army, they were going to need more power themselves to go up against especially these this magic that is so foreign to them, the the warlocks, which is completely foreign to them. And ultimately, they wanted something that was a unifier of all of these separate nations. Now, he said, uh, uh, he, <laughs> Lothar said, the clerics of the Holy Light are perfectly suited for this role, except they're not fit to be in battle. You can't really have a cloth wearer running around in the middle of battle. They're going to get killed easily. They had to find a solution. Archbishop Alonzis Fowl worked closely with Lothar to form a new type of order, a warrior priest called the Paladins. And I'm like, I'm like, the pa like I want to have some sound effect here because like I love the Paladins. It's my f first major class. I love them so much. 
these warrior priests um, are are chosen knights who are trained in both the ways of combat and the way in the light, representing the highest values of humanity. This group of paladins began known as the Knights of the Silver Hand, vigorously trained um, to be gifted in their uh, military prowess, their, their kind of physical kind of arms prowess, and um, with unique and sacred librums that gave them their connection to the light and allowed them to act as a way of bolstering the light, helping those around them with both healing and protection. Now, the creation of these was, it was so impressive to Lothar that Lothar took Turalyon, you remember from the Oscar speech, and Uther as his lieutenants in the upcoming war. But Lothar had one more card to play. It was a long shot, but he was going to try it. So he is a descendant of a famed king called Thoradin. And back, way back in the day, Thoradin had sworn an ancient oath with the elves of Quel'Thalas when the, the humans had come to the elves' aid during the Troll Wars. So he reached out to them. He tried to say like, hey, we were friends once. We helped each other. Can you give us some stuff? Can you help us in this war? Now, King... I'm, I'm butchering these names, I know it. Anasterian Sunstrider sent a token force to come help the Alliance. But all the elves were not down for that. A small group of elves, even though they disobeyed their king, chose to go and join and help for this fight. Among them is a name that you'll want to remember, is a renowned ranger captain named Illyria Windrunner. And so a group of her kin, Illyria, this, the ranger captain and her skilled rangers it really wasn't much and obviously lothar was disappointed but he was happy to have what he had now back on the horde side of this the major events were happening here so with cosmodon secured they continued to make their way north into the wetlands down the mountain into the wetlands where they were continuing to overrun dwarven strongholds at uh dunal gaz and dun Modur. Motor. <laughs> um, <clears throat> now, the only land route to Lordaeron led them to something called Thandal Span. It's a narrow crossing that is easily fortified, easily defended. They made their way there, conquered everything in their path, and they set down routes to strengthen their position there. No way would the Alliance be able to cross that span into the Horde, the new Horde territory, without a significant force. Now is when Doomhammer did the most unexpected thing that would really shape a lot about the Second War. Instead of simply marching his horde through this span and continuing by land to go after the human settlement, he would construct a fleet of warships and launch a surprise attack directly in the heart of the human kingdom. He had Gul'dan to weasel his way in um, and helped to convince the rest of the Horde that this plan would work. So they began constructing this fleet. Here's the thing about orcs. They have little maritime knowledge. They're not sailors. That's not their thing. But the ogres were and the Amani trolls were, so they were more than willing to lend their aid in this. But the vessels were crude at best. Knowing that they were going to need more than these crude uh, troop transports, Doomhammer enlisted the aid of the goblins of the Steamweedle cartel, because goblins are all in cartels, like, like drug lords. Drug lords is actually the best way to describe it. <laughs> it's very much like Mexican drug lords. Orcs have no need for money. Uh, they have no need for gold. They had just ransacked the kingdom of Stormwind. They had plenty of it. So the goblins were more than happy to give them whatever they wanted for the gold, which they got. So they went to work constructing a 
fleet that would help the Horde in its conquest of the human kingdoms. I'm going to leave it there because if I continue going, we've got another 40 minutes. <laughs> um, so that is just the prep up to the actual war. Um, once again, a lot of this information I get from Wowpedia. Um, Wowpedia is probably one of the best sources for uh, lore online. Thank you guys so much. Um, I know that some of you are completely unamused by this World of Warcraft stuff, but it brings me so much joy. And if you find anything that I said interesting, um, then I have succeeded. I love doing the show. Um, I know with everything going on with my other, with the other show that I'm trying to get organized, um, it's taking me away from, from this. And I am sorry that I have been a little slacking. Uh, I will do my best to give you guys everything that you want. I will be back next week. I'm posting this show today. Today is Monday. Um, and you will have another show this Saturday, I promise. So, love you guys. Mwah! Okay, with the program, me has no one is so rich as to throw away a friend. You know how. Well, thank you so much, Chi Chi. You are exactly right, my friends and darlings. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Donna Sugar Show. You can download these episodes anywhere you can find podcasts online. And, darlings, I love to hear from you, so give me a call at 716 236 8599. Leave me a voicemail, me at donnasugars.com, or find me online at Twitter and Instagram at donnasugars and on Facebook at the Donna Sugar Show Facebook page. Or find me online on the game Among Us. Because I've always wanted to play a game where I am a weird colored toad that goes around a spaceship doing tasks or murdering people through the air vents. Yeah, yeah, that's literally what the game's about. Kisses, darlings. Mwah. Bye. And if you enjoyed this background music, check it out on Audio Library on YouTube. Just search Friendship by Declan DP. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find all the best shows under the rainbow at pride48.com.